This is Paul Lam, and you're listening to the Path of Just Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you unleash the beast from within so you can fearlessly pursue your own path and passion. Join me on this weekly journey filled with inspiring stories and actionable contents. Become a Path Hunter today. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Path Hunters Podcast. Here, I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing Tuesday. I know it's April, and today my podcast episode is going to be coming out late today, uh, midday on Tuesday, and then we missed the Sunday. And I'm sorry about that. It's just because, like, I want to tell you guys a little bit what's going on lately. Um, I feel like every so often I have to, like, I just want to catch you guys up on what's going on in my world and and tell you guys what's new, what to expect. So today's today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about just me and you here today you know i want to talk a little bit about my whole entire transition what's going to happen i'm not going to be talking about digital nomads per se anymore um and about traveling and travel hacking and like talking a little bit more beyond the scope of all that i'm going to talk a little bit more about entrepreneurship getting over um you know your whole entire barrier of yourself getting out of your own way i'm going to be talking a little bit more about um you know content creation and a lot of like really entrepreneur stuff but in my own perspective and and the reason being i'm going to I'll tell you guys a little bit about that, but before we get into that, I want to say all you amazing path hunters out there, I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing Easter that passed uh, recently, and I hope you guys had an amazing time, and I hope that you're all just having a great time with your family and everything like that, um, and I love you all, every single one of you who just show up here and, and everything, and uh, I've been working really hard on this Instagram course as well, too, because like I've been taking it very seriously more than ever. I've been uh, explicitly uh, saying that, that hey, you know what, I have, I'm, I'm looking for beta group and there is going to be a cost involved the reason being is just because i want people in the skin in the game and take this course very seriously um the price is 249 dollars usd and i want to talk to you guys a little bit about that quickly because um you know, I treat my Instagram page similar to like a YouTuber tra- treating their um, YouTube channel. And it, it's very serious and I care about the followers and you have to take it from that perspective. And I want people to get, jump into the game in that place and have skin in the game because um, it just needs to be this place because if someone, if it's like a free course or something like that, you're not going to take it. You're not going to do it because I've done it myself. Like I've taken, I have like a bunch of free eBooks and a bunch of free courses that I have and I never even looked at it. And, and honestly, even with $250 courses, even with that, sometimes I don't even look at it. It's just because it's there and, and I want people to commit and I'm going to be running these live videos twice a week for six weeks and diving in into. So it's a, it's going to be the $1,000 package, but it's going to be reduced to $249 for the small beta group for a short time, only because I care a lot about tying your business over to your Instagram page, creating an engaging audience and, and building your hundred, like, you know, your, your thousand uh true fan base and that is not about this course is not about growing your your page to a hundred thousand followers because i haven't done that yet and i want to be completely honest with that and yeah so that's why i'm doing it like that and uh, it's all about connecting with people because it's something that a lot of people have asked me a lot in the past of how do you get an engaging audience how do you put your face onto your brand on instagram and everything i'm going to show people how to use hashtags live videos stories everything 
even using your business in a localized manner as well too and providing um just just value for people as well too so it's going to be cool and exciting again like if you got, if this sounds like you and and like i said i want people to have skin in the game on this so paul at pathhunters.com send me an email about this because like again like i, I need the commitment because i am here to commit to you as well too so guys quick that was a quick little spiel about that i promise that's going to be the end of that for now um so yeah so you know the whole entire i I recently had a coach and we've been working together for the past couple weeks now and i've been really diving deep in in what it means to be you know a business owner entrepreneur and, and going out and literally betting on yourself and i had a massive massive breakdown on sunday no not sunday um what day was it i think it was a friday it was the friday the past friday and i had a massive breakdown because you know the, the, a lot of entrepreneurs undersell the struggle of what the 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 road to 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 true freedom is is basically they really undersell it I feel like it needs to be accentuated a little bit more and that they're going to have, you're going to have days where you're going to struggle. You're going to cry. You're going to doubt yourself. You're going to fight against all that. And every, I've done over 140 podcast episodes and every single one it's been holy moly everybody's always having the same story where like you know the struggle's real it's really real and you have days that you're gonna doubt yourself you have days you're it basically you know drains yourself people around you family friends money really tests you to the edge and beyond and it's crazy i want to accentuate that more because i'm going through this motion i'm like I just had the massive breakdown because like, am I really doing this for me beyond whatever it is? Like I have to really, really, because it's April, like it's fourth quarter. I mean, so it's the first quarter already. It's, it's April, four months have passed. And, um, and I had to reevaluate all that and look at that in that kind of perspective. And, yeah wow holy crap like i first initially started the path hunters podcast specifically for digital nomadism traveling full-time and and going around the world i love that 100 percent. but nowadays i'm just looking at do i really want to travel on the go all the time or do i really want to stand for a purpose and and st- stand for something and build a business and that way it allows me the freedom and the the key word here is freedom here so so it doesn't mean i'm not going to be a digital nomad per se but it's more going to be about like hey the freedom aspect of it it's going to be there so that's why if you guys ever go back to my episodes and everything it's always different kinds of forms and industries and different places and all kinds of entrepreneurs and digital nomads and creators the only reason being is just because there's more than like million ways of how to be successful and it's all relative it's all based on your own perspective and for me it's literally freedom of time money and location if I wanted to, right? If I wanted to, that is the key thing here. And so, yeah, I, I had a really deep conversation with with my my coach and and a lot of my friends who are in this space and feeling the same kind of feeling, and and it's been really really enlightening. It just feels so good about it right now. And I'm gonna be rebranding, uh, not rebranding Path Hunters per se, but I'm gonna be uh, talking about digital nomadism, but not gonna be full in depth in on that a little bit more. I'm gonna be talking about more about business building, po- talking about the, my struggles and like what does it mean to like the stuff that I'm struggling with because I feel like that's super super more really important really and and it's really back a lot from my family and i'm going to tell you guys a little bit about that as well too because it all starts with that i get this question a lot like what drives you why do you work so hard and you never you never miss a day do you 
And it just roots back from like me talking to having this deep relationship with my mom. And as you guys know that I am Vietnamese Canadian. And if you guys don't, then, you know, I'm Vietnamese Canadian. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> but, uh, but I want to tell you guys that because it roots back because my mom is an immigrant in Canada and she basically operated her whole entire life in like 1980s and left can left of uh, left Vietnam after post Vietnam war in 1975 they weren't sure what's going to happen with that uh country the the whole uh, my mom was in the losing side the south side you know if you guys ever you know knew uh, know about the the Vietnam war it's about, it was a civil war between uh, it was backed north was backed between with the french and then south um was asking for help from the US and the US responded three years later and, and realistically came too late and uh, and millions and millions of people died from that so so after all that I remember my mom telling me stories of my grandfather of like literally moving to the side and there was a bullet like few bullets like went through the walls and li- imagine living through that I just I just can't imagine love that's so humbling that I get to be born in Canada but I get to think about that and get to hear about deep-rooted stories like this not not a lot of people get to actually have these kind of stories per se and Oh my gosh, man. Like my mom, she made, I asked my mom a lot about this. Like, mom, like, did you ever feel scared? What was it like? Did you ever want it to go back? And she's like, yes, yes, yes to all. I remember she, me and her had a really deep chat and she was saying how like it was such a hard decision to leave it uproot everything but the other flip side is that you know it was so dangerous and and it made it really a lot easier because we were so poor, my mom says. And when she left, she was on the boat for a period of time. She was afraid of Thai pirates. Other neighboring countries like Thailand and Cambodia and stuff like that were kind of like messing around. Like there was a lot of like disturbance and, and wars during that time. Not a lot of people knew about that. There was like Thai pirates that would raid like these Vietnamese boats and then would like rape their women, kill their kids and and shoot, you know, the men and and raid the whole entire boats. And my mom was telling me how she would like would hold her breath underwater for a certain period of time, try to avoid these Thai pirates literally dodging bullets seeing dead bodies seeing people fall all around her and finally making it down to malaysia so you guys ever look on a map vietnam is a coastal uh country with with thailand laos and and cambodia as well to all four very connected but during that time my mom was in a boat going southwards towards malaysia there was a malaysian refugee camp where she spent three years on at and 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 kuala lumpur specifically and she stayed there. She was telling me how like it was so hard. She had to sleep on the floor, kitchen floors of like the refugee camp and do chores and, and trying to get immigrations involved. And during that time, a lot of these re- refugee camps were trying to figure out which countries to assign all these Vietnamese refugees towards. Same thing, similar to what you're hearing about uh, Syria recently. Yeah, all the Syrians and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so about that. Yeah. So it was like they're trying to figure it out and everybody, all these immigrations, all, figuring out all the countries that would take them, accept them. That's a really great example. So that was like that in the 90s, 80s. So we were rejected. My mom was rejected by the U.S. and we were accepted by the U.S. I'm sorry, the can uh, the Canadians, Canada, and and it was so humbling that you know that I'm so glad that Canada accepted us and the U.S. rejected us because um, I wouldn't be here today. I get to I get to like kind of look at things in different perspective. My mom telling me that all the sacrifices involved. So I always like to say, like, you know, the surviving Vietnamese people today in these new countries, Canada, U.S., wherever you are in the world that are listening, 
the you know behind them there was like got to be hundreds or even hundred thousands of people that died as well to trying to reach to the same countries as you so a lot of these first generation kids similar to myself never really knew until we asked i had a really deep relationship with my mom so she was always telling me growing up is like you know what kids in vietnam they're they were they would love to have your life paul and i get reminded that of a lot scarcity mentality really and and some of these kids um some of these new first genders as well for me don't really know what it is you know until you ask i asked my mom and it was it was freaking gut-wrenching it was just hard to take and it really it was hard for me to experience and whatever it was it clicked a lot that day and a few times of few over the years of conversation it really clicks and it reminds me that you know what there was a lot of sacrifices involved for me to play small here in this life um i could have easily done the corporate nine-to-five job and 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 just play you know as it is but something deep down inside me really calls as uh, saying like you know you can do this like you got you're meant for this deep down paul you can do this and if you have experienced this similar feeling you know acknowledge this call this deep-rooted cause of like you know that you have to for me like the the biggest regret is regretting not taking this advantage this point in time to go out and do your best and go after the things you want because this is what this is literally what differentiates me from other entrepreneurs that they wish they had with these kind of stories i honestly not i'm not saying it to brag or anything whatsoever but i'm telling you that there is a lot more reason for me to behind it than 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 you know but I, I believe in people can learn from other people as well too. And so it's it's been quite interesting to to experience all this ex- reflecting now because it's you know first quarter has passed. Um I've been doing a lot of self-discovery. I've been trying to build businesses I'm trying to emulate people and realize that you know a, a lot of it comes a place from where I where I need to be where who Paul Lam is all about and 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 what does Paul Lam want to do, right? You know, Paul Ham wants to literally build conscious, like driven businesses and and share and care and and have at least my basic amenities taken care of and then just enjoy life. And I would love to like just backpack across Asia and be like, you know what, here, you know, what do you need? And and give it to them and show them the love. And and same thing with, you know, like I, I have so much love for the Canada and the US helping those in any ways I can, but these ops, you know, there's always obstacles in the way and it's not easy. It's all about setting the the purpose and what you want to do with life. Really. That's what it's all about. For me, it's been a huge reflection on that. It's a huge reflection on, on redefining what it means to be a man for myself, personally, relationship wise, uh, love wise and, and business wise, because they're all interconnected. They're all connected. They're all, they're all part of, you know, you. And if your relationship isn't doing well, you're not going to perform well in business. You're not going to perform. So it's keeping this kind of place leveled. And so working with all of that and yeah, so it, (laughs) so that's was, that was basically my drive and still is. And along with many other reasons, um, I did the whole corporate nine to five, you know, job thing at age 20. Um, I went to school and completed college at 20. We did the corporate nine to five job. And, you know, if you guys ever know Murphy's law, like anything, the worst thing can happen usually happens. And it did happen for me. Like, a lot and so i think this is gonna be 2012 i think 
I can't recall. I'm terrible with dates um, and years, but I was 20 and then 21. I found a, a corporate job in, in Toronto and, and worked and was so happy that I was making $35,000 a year stoked. And, and then next, you know, I get laid off after eight months in, I was like, what just happened? Like what just happened here? Um, I felt so bad. And so the thing about Canada is like when you're, you're laid off, you're on EI employment insurance for a little while and you can live off and you can actually live off that for a little bit and search for another job. And as I was doing that, I went back home to mom and dad and, and then I get hired again by this exact same company. They just love the, the team, the, the synergy of the team itself. So rehired all the old people that was on the team. So rehired us again. And then I think seven months in or I think nine months in, we get laid off again. Like talk about like, give me a break. Like I did the whole move and everything again and, and I got laid off again. And so it was just so epic. It was just like a rough 21, 22. I was at 21, 22 at the time. And I was like, you know, at that time I was like, oh man, like I wanted to like save, buy a house, you know, get a car and, and do all the, all the blueprint of life. But I was left laid off and wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And, and I felt like a massive, massive failure. I felt like a massive failure. Like I felt, I remember that day leaving and said to myself, like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I haven't told my parents. And I was walking around and I was walking to around to a Chapters Indigo. What that is, kind of like a Barnes & Noble, like a bookstore, massive one. I was walking outside of it and I saw this young guy in a Ferrari. It's got to be early 30s, late mid 30s, Ferrari. And that's a symbol. Like to me, that was a symbol, the the, the symbol that the, I remember specifically when I started asking better questions. I said to myself, I was asked before that, I was laid off. I was asking, like, what the fuck did I do wrong? What the hell just happened? What just happened here? I don't understand. And I'm a complete failure. I was, like, talking about all that to myself, walking around. And um, and I saw the Ferrari, the guy in the Ferrari. I said to myself, I'm like, what is the difference between me and this guy? What is the difference? Two arms, legs, brain, and everything like that. You know, we're no different. He's a dude. I'm a dude. He knows something that I don't, obviously right? Money. Uh, he knows to me, whatever. I, I, there's so many reasons. I'm sure many of you are in the background saying, you know what? It could have been leased. It could have been his parents or whatever it is. But the symbol is there. The image, I'm talking about the image and looking at it objectively was that, what is the difference? There was no difference between me and that guy. And that really made me angry and frustrated. Like, what did I do wrong? So for whatever it is, I believe in the universe really pointing me and dragging me to this direction that I pointed, I went into this bookstore started browsing around, really feeling down and wasn't sure what to wanted to do. And yeah, I I found a book that was all about investing because I tied investing into making money and saw I saw a book. It was a terrible book. I would never recommend this key word. I would never recommend this book to anybody because it is the worst book on investment ever. But hey, who knew at the time, learning a lot of lessons. It was... Um, you know, lazy investor investing with $50 or less. And I was like, okay, this is a great book. I sat there, I read the whole book in like one sitting and sat there. I was like, man, I love that. And I implemented it ASAP. So I talked about investing, slowly investing. You guys know how it is, slowly investing and finding all that. So I I had a reason, a plan of attack and living off of dividends. So dividends, so if you guys don't know, I don't want to get complex here with you guys, but stocks, if a stock company does well, if you buy stocks, 
all right? And if it does well, it pays the shareholders a certain amount of money every year. And sometimes, let's just say you buy Coca-Cola share for like $100 or something like that. Let's just throw a random number out there. So every year they would pay you um, you know, a dollar or whatever it is on a yearly basis. But if you uh, accumulate enough shares, all right, have a massive amount of shares of the company and and other companies as well too, they, they operate in a similar manner, you can actually live off and create a solid income off these dividends every month. They either pay every month, every year, every quarter. It depends on the company really, but this is what dividends is all about. And this is why like sometimes when you see stocks and you mutual funds and whatever it is, that's what it is. That when they pay and, and you see your money increase and stuff. So I don't want to get too technical again. Like I'd, I've totally given up on this on this concept because that was um, to me at the time looked very promising. It was all I had and that's all I knew. And, but now looking today, it was a terrible idea because you're wasting time. You know, time is precious. Time is the only thing you cannot get back. And, and it was literally me working to like, you know, 45, I was calculating the numbers. It's like 55 retiring 55 instead of 65 and i would end up with like maybe like a quarter million dollars or half a million dollars and that to me at the time looked promising i was like okay we're gonna live off that and we're gonna be fine and i was working towards that and worked a factory job at the time went back home worked a factory job um to be very humbled and i i was well over qualified obviously but but i was just wanted to be very humbled and wanted to like really feel what it was like to go into a general laborer's job did that um oh my gosh it was so rough there was you know i i, I i'm a i'm a i'm a relatively i like to think about it i'm a relatively decent sized guy i'm like five seven and and you know 150 pounds so so you know i i compared to like other six foot you know other dudes and stuff like that at the factory i was like having a hard time keeping up for this little guy and then so and so yeah so it was rough it was like you know 10 of 12 hour days but the money was good and 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 then was working till like 2 a.m., 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was starting at like at, at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And then, again, Murphy's Law comes into pay, uh, to play here, so I was laid off. Okay, remember that, guys. I was laid off, and then my car at the time, I was driving home, and my precious car, a deer jumps in the way and destroys it, mangles it. And and I was just I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I, I was so, it was like three in the morning in a country road and I hit and a deer came out and, and I, it just destroyed everything for me. I, I love that car for most men or who are car guys, um, men or women, I'm sorry, uh, but who are car guys, you know, you, you treat your car as a safe space, right? My car was my safe space and I lost that and as weird as this sounds, but it was devastating. It was hard. I lost, I, I didn't even register it until like the next morning. I just drove home in my mangled car. It was so weird. I couldn't make right turns that night. And, and then I went home and I just walked outside. And I'm like, Oh man, this is stupid. Oh, I can't even get to work. And I called into work and for whatever reason, I quit my job. I quit my job, quit it on the spot. And I was like, you know what? There has to be something better. There has to be something better. At the time, I had a girlfriend, and we had you know rough times as well too. So me and her, you know, I was going through this. I was moving to different cities, moving back home to mom and dad, and it was rough in our relationship. And then I find out later on, like she was pregnant, 
and I lost, I lost that too. You know, it was aborted and holy moly guys. Like it was just crazy. And then fast forward a little bit more. I was held at gunpoint. This is 2014. I was held at gunpoint in my own house. And oh my gosh, I'm just thinking about it right now. And I just can't believe how, how insane this was and how quickly this happened year after year. Um, this is 2014 now. And, and yeah, like I'm I'm terrible with timelines, but I remember being held at gunpoint from 9am to 12 o'clock in the afternoon and contemplating on life and, and just, holy crap. I'm just going to, I remember specifically remember saying, I'm going to be this kid on the news for a week and then everybody else moves on with their life never existed never as if like i never existed life would just continue and roll and, and just go in circles and stuff and that's all it is i was like holy shit like that was like an epiphany for me that was life-changing i said to myself and you know i was wallowing i was like really scared i was like is this a real gun? Is this, is this real life? Is this happening? Is this, you know, go, Oh my God, I'm going to die. I remember giving the date, the date, March 29th was the next day. March 28th is when it happened. And was like, I'm not going to make it guys. I'm going to die here and now on my kitchen floor with my parents. They're going to shoot us. They're going to kill us. And we're just lay here. And, and, and that's it. We're going to be on the news and life will just move on. But then something deep inside me even said that you can do it. Like you, like Paul, you're going to make it through this. What if you, when, you know, when you make it through this, you're going to be the best that you can be. All right. I want to remind you. And it just solidified everything else for me beforehand. It really just solidified everything afterwards. And I'm really grazing over the story and I'm going to make a YouTube video or going to dive deep a little bit more into that or something later on more in depth on this kind of concept because I've gone over so many stories in this past 25 minutes already. But but holy moly, I was so traumatized from that after when it happened. The best case scenario happened, my mom and dad and myself it made it out. Stuff was stolen. Yeah, okay, go ahead, take the stuff. It made me learn so many lessons from that single event in my life that it made me be grateful for having the best case scenario of me, my mom, and, and my dad walking away with their lives unscathed, give or take. My dad had a few bruises. They kicked my dad a few times, and and my mom was terrified. And and for me, made me realize the material possessions, literally, you can get it all over again. You'll never find another mother. You'll never find another father again. You know, you, you, I get to get another chance at life, Right. And so a lot of my mentality comes from all this, thinking about that, reflecting back and really getting fired up from this. And, and, and so, yeah, like I can't see myself going back to an old mold of a corporate nine to five job life anymore. I literally would get a tattoo on my face. I tell my coach this all the time. I'm like, I'm going to literally get a tattoo on my face so that people wouldn't hire me just because I, <laughs> I promise I would never do that though. But, but Hey, if it comes to it, I would because, oh my gosh, like I know that deep down in me that I can do it, but I'm fighting with two forces. And that's why, that's what caused the breakdown on Friday because I'm fighting with this forces of like, you can do this. The reasons are powerful and you are are a fucking beast. And the other flip side is like, Paul, 
what is going on? Like, can you, what, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Like your inner voice that you're having this like kind of battle with it, you know, you know, this little angel, the devil kind of thing on like those cartoons, like literally that. (laughs) And, and, and yeah, so it's just, it's just, just craziness. So I want to dive a little bit deeper into this story of, of, of the gunpoint, but I was so traumatized afterwards. I had night sweats. I, I kept, I, I was so scared all the time. I was always looking at my back and, and wasn't sure what was going on all the time. And, and I was just fully not there, uh, personally myself. Um, the police department did offer some therapy and I went to one little session. I hated it and never came back again. I was, you know, she was like asking me stupid questions like, Oh, how are you feeling? I just told her I feel traumatized. I feel scared. I feel, and she's like, okay cool cool all right how does that make you feel oh it's like oh gosh this is gonna suck so and so and so yeah so that was that and that was that one session and and one thing that she did give to me that was very helpful was a mindful meditation and 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 bringing myself back to the present moment that was so key um to my journey from here on out i sat outside in the backyard in the summertime and 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 really became present with my surroundings because the brain i found out the brain can't differentiate the the past present and future this is why people often live a a, a life whatever they're they're hurt they have a, after a bad breakup and they go into a new relationship they're stuck in the past right they're kind of reliving that deep down and and it's being present and allowing yourself to focus on the present and the future and that's it right and 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 the past is great and all but the past is it's just straight for reflection and for humbling purposes in my own opinion on that but I had to keep the promise to myself that I was going to be the greatest I'm going to ever going to be in life and, and focus on that and not be, you know, and not leave a legacy behind in one way, shape or form. So I, I went through a series of six months of like rough trying to figure it out and getting past everything, all that from that traumatized event. And then afterwards successfully doing it and then asking myself the next step. The next step was to find another corporate nine to five job because I just defaulted back to that. I don't know what happened, but that's all I knew. I never thought of like even starting a business for whatever reason. Um, so defaulted back to that, and and was still with the girlfriend. So worked a corporate nine to five job and and moved a little bit closer to the girlfriend a little bit more. She lived quite far, and um, she, then I found out she was pregnant. Oh my gosh. She really, really hated that idea. Um, I was excited. I was stoked. I was like, you know, I was shocked, un- honestly uncomfortable and not- and wasn't just sure what was going to happen. But I was like thinking so many ways of trying to make this work. Um, you know, so many ways. Maybe we could have, you know, worked two jobs. I could have worked two jobs. I could have probably started a side hustle really quickly, see what that was like. Anything. I was trying to figure it out. And for her, she was 24 something 24 25 and i was 26 20 oh man that's gonna be longer than that now 25 okay so it's gonna be a lot longer than that now that's 25 i was 25 she's 23 24 okay so around that age you guys know so oh my gosh so so yeah so holy moly um her mentality was like, I'm still in school. I cannot do this. You know, I can't, I barely have a job and you know, I, I want to get this. Board. I don't want to do anything with you. I, uh, I have, I fucking hate you. She says like all this. I'm like, Oh my gosh. 
oh my gosh, like two different mentalities going at it, right? Butting heads. And, and what am I, I'm a dude. I'm not, I cannot force this girl to, to have my baby for nine months if she doesn't want it. Right. My gosh, it was the roughest few months of my life. I lost after I remember being in the clinic and, and losing, having the, making like the procedure was completed. And I felt like as if like a piece of me had just like, just, just got, you know, just got ripped out for that very moment. That look on her face. I remember that look on her face. She was like angry at me. She was like very, you know, resentful and sad. And she cried. And, and I saw, I didn't, I didn't even know what happened. I didn't get to go in. I, you know, doctors don't allow you to go in there, you know, for those women. I, I, I'm sorry. I wish I can empathize in this and understand it but i couldn't understand it physically i cannot understand that but she looked so mad at me and i just remember this image forever in my mind and um you know she just wanted to be left alone i took her home that day and i was alone and i just basically just bawled my eyes out all night i just couldn't i just couldn't explain it it was just it was just holy crap it just basically tore that was the basic that was just like that was like the moment where it tore us all apart we you know we continued on as if like you know uh nothing really happened we we continued on and a few months later kind of just like you know subconsciously didn't we were just hating each other so much we were just hating each other so much um it didn't work out at the end of the day. I, I remember she broke up with me on Friday. I had to go into work on a Saturday. And during that time, I was selling insurance. So you had to be really happy, really excited, enthused. I went into the Saturday, the, my shift. And talking about it now, it just sounds really rough. But I went in and I was just not in the mood at all to talk to anybody. I had to be happy. I didn't make any sales that day, but I had to be happy. I had to put up a front and I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. The vet, that very moment, I realized that these guys literally have control of my life. That my life up until this very moment was being controlled by some external, other people's, you know, some external thing really controlled my life. If I didn't work, if I didn't show up, I couldn't have money to pay the bills. If I, I realized that was such a game changer for me, and that was just like I just couldn't believe how 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 crazy that was, like how dark and how it just it took me to a dark place to realize that holy moly, I was hurt, heartbroken. I was, you know, I just I just finished up and just really healed myself from my traumatic experiences oh guys it was it was rough i didn't know what to do i felt really trapped and then i would just listen to a lot of podcasts at the time and i just i was listening to a really famous one um jason moore from the zero to travel podcast and heard about the traveling part of it and it was this episode that talked about someday and someday can be today you know why don't you go after your life that was basically the basis of it and that was a clear sign. I just remember driving home. I, before even driving home, I was getting to my car and I bawled my eyes out. And I just couldn't believe that th- this is the sliver of hope that I've been looking for. I made it my mission to like from here on up, plan my way, plan my prison escape and go and leave. Took off to Thailand, start the podcast. 
had no idea what I was going to do. And fast forward, you know, it's just been a huge growth. I just couldn't believe it. So this is why a lot of people talk to me, even though age is literally just a number. I'm turning 28 this year, this May. And and I've been through so much. And I've just been so blessed that it continues on, but it gives me the strength even more when I come out with, you know, broken armor, chinks on my armor. But I just feel so blessed now more than ever because... I get to experience this struggle, this purpose for me to like really, really tell it to people in an authentic way. I care a lot about that. I care a lot about, you know, being the type of entrepreneur that I envision myself to be, to be the entrepreneur that, 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 that people be like, wow, he is overall a solid dude. Ellen would even, you know, Ellen, you know, degenerate be like, he's such a solid dude. He's such an amazing guy. And people would just, I just want people to like, acknowledge that in me and and i personally will draw this line in the sand forever and here on out of where i'm gonna be i'm gonna be the greatest i'm gonna be the fucking greatest and i'm gonna work hard at it i don't care how long it takes i don't care even i have to like literally drive my mom's van or live out trash or you know be homeless or whatever it is because I know that the road to to the you know the blue life's blueprint is is very very consistent is very stagnant and some people are okay with that and I'm and I I understand I'm not poo pooing on that hundred percent but for me for me though it needs to be so much more now because I've had on you know unique events that happened in my life in such a such a young age 21 was laid off 22 i was laid off again and 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 you know 20 you know 22 i was starting working corporate you know a a a a, a factory job and i got into a car accident and 23 you know i i was, was held at gunpoint or something like 24 i was held at gunpoint 25 i had a pregnancy lost a pregnancy and now i'm sitting here 26 27 and i'm just like oh my gosh i can't believe it i just can't believe it and I get to be blessed enough to talk to you guys about this. And I wanted to share with you guys deeply more in depth later on in the future and here on out more about this because I we I don't ever get often like, you know, just sit here and talk to you while and expressing for you what, what's going through me right now. And I want to do it more often because uh, I'm going to continue learning from this. I'm going to continue to to be in the space and I'm going to jump into like the whole entire uh, coaching aspect of it. Me and my coach are very close to like uncovering something that I'm meant to do that, that I'm ignited about and the coaching I feel coaching has like been a place for me and 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 people see that in me as well too and I believe in that myself personally and I just want to help those who are in similar situations that I have been and getting through it with them because I know what it's like to be dark and and in a hole and rock bottom it's it's not fun it's not fun I, I don't ever wish that on anybody but if you guys are there know that there is somebody out here in the world like me that is willing to help you i love you all so much seriously i just love it i love i love i get to share with you all this message and <sighs> i i'm just again like it's just crazy to reflect on this and remember all this and and feel it right now because it's just it's just crazy to 
to see that, to, to feel that, to, to look back in hindsight at age 27, that you've experienced so many things that not a regular person would get to experience and you're not going to live a regular life anymore. And that to me is scary, but fun and exciting. And, and I'm excited to, to, to step off and, and be the leader that, that is willing to get into trenches with you, that is willing to drag you out, to say that you can do it, to give you a high five, to give you a hug, to give you some love and to give you some, 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 some encouragement, some, you know, I've been there. I've been there, guys. I love you all. I just want to say that. And I'm glad. Thank you so much for just listening to this. I love you all so much. You're all amazing. Path hunters out there, honestly, I express so much love and heart to you. And and I just ask you to just join this warrior mindset, path hunter's mindset, be a hunter of your own path, get out there and believe in yourself because I believe in you and I'm doing my best to be and embody what it means to be this as well too. Anyways, have yourself a great one and take care. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Remember to subscribe, share, and review. Thank you for taking the time for listening to this podcast. You can always find me at pathhunters.com. Stay awesome and know that you can become a path hunter today.